it's Thursday, and you know what that means. It is a brand new episode on the podcast. And today's episode has been a topic that many of you have been asking about for quite some time. So I wanted to discuss the relationship between OCD and eating disorders. And I just want to start with letting you know that I am not a clinician. I am a certified recovery coach, and I have years and decades of experience with my own eating disorder recovery and my own personal knowledge and education from this recovery. I do not pretend to be clinical, and my show is strictly from my personal perspective. So I want to start there, but today I do want to share with you the relationship between OCD and eating disorders. We're going to talk about some of the similarities and the overlaps and some of the differences that researchers have identified and what OCD actually is and how it is compared to eating disorders. Today is going to be a really great show. And if you've ever wondered, wow, is that OCD? Like, do I have OCD? Or is that in connection with my eating disorder or disordered eating behaviors? It could be, it may be, it might be, you never know. I think it's best to talk with a healthcare professional and a clinician to make sure you get the diagnosis that you need. But I will say that there are many similarities and there's also some differences. So today's show, we're going to dive into that. Here we go, friend. Hey girl, welcome to the Her Best Self Podcast. I'm Lindsay Nichol, former competitive figure skater and perfectionist, turned God-led imperfect boy mom and digital CEO. If you find yourself constantly thinking about food and wondering if you'll wake up one day free from the obsessive thoughts and behaviors controlling your life, then I've created this podcast for you because I know exactly what it's like to be a downright hot mess trapped in the destructive cycle of disordered eating. I finally found freedom and you can too, girlfriend. So if you're ready to heal your relationship with food and body and break the chains of control and show up in your best health, then grab your favorite Tarjay journal and let's get to it. So you can start living your best life as your best self. When most people think about eating disorders, they focus primarily on food restriction or disordered patterns such as binging and purging and over-exercising, but it's not always tying any similar behaviors that also might align with an eating disorder and a mood or anxiety disorder together. And so this connection between OCD and on-the-spectrum type disorders is also gone relatively under the radar and understudied. What I want to share with you today is what is OCD and how does it compare to eating disorders? We're going to talk about some of the similarities. We're going to talk about some of the overlaps and the differences. According to the DSM-5, OCD is obsessive compulsive disorder and is characterized by intrusive, repetitive thoughts that lead to compulsive behaviors. Think of an elevated anxiety that's associated with obsessions or repetitive behaviors. And it's not unusual to have OCD and eating disorders cohabitate. In fact, 11% to 69% of those that have eating disorder diagnoses are more likely to develop OCD. And we know eating disorders are also commonly characterized with obsessive repetitive things 
and compulsive like behaviors and very ritual, right? When we think about doing the same thing over and over every single day, controlling our food, eating the same thing over and over every single day because of the fear of gaining weight or the fear of losing control, all of those ritualistic type behaviors are associated with compulsive control. And what is the relationship between that and OCD? What makes this so much more complicated, specifically with treatment, is the two can look very similar. And so studies have shown that those with eating disorders have statistically higher rates for co-diagnoses with mood and anxiety disorders such as OCD. Between eating disorders and OCD, roughly 64% of individuals with an eating disorder also have at least one anxiety disorder and 41% of those have also OCD. And you can find all of these stats out on OCD.com. And really, there's a lot of info out there. So you'll find all of this if you just Google and do the thing. However, this is what makes it so hard for clinicians to diagnose because you will need to determine which disorder could be a result of the other or which disorder could be kind of setting the other up. Which one is the primary? How do they coexist? And so we're gonna talk a little bit about how they're very similar. So both are disorders of control and eating disorders can consist of symptoms that are very similar to those of obsessive compulsive behaviors. And that's why they overlap in terms of obsessions around body image, rituals and rigid schedules and routines, right? Thoughts around food, these are symptoms of eating disorders. If you're constantly weighing yourself, you're obsessed with numbers, you are obsessed with body checking, and you're constantly looking at yourself in the mirror, you have overwhelming anxiety around gaining weight, and all of these fears around certain types of foods or different types of food groups like carbs, fats, etc. And again, you're terrified. You're terrified of weight gain. So you can find yourself either in downright, like full on restriction mode or negative patterns of binging, purging after eating specific foods and just constantly cutting foods into pieces or doing some very weird behaviors with your food. I even had, and not to be triggering, but just to share a personal experience with you, I even had bouts of chewing and spitting things because that was a place that I had gotten to with those behaviors and compulsive patterns. Like I so desperately wanted to escape my eating disorder, but I found myself in these weird behaviors and patterns that were simply controlling my life and everyday functioning. And when we talk about eating disorders, and we also talk about obsessive compulsive behaviors and disorder, we think about the overlap. And it really is important that we get treatment for each of these conditions. And therefore, we work with healthcare professionals that are going to be able to diagnose them. We don't go misdiagnosed from one condition or another simply because there's a lot of overlap. Let's talk about the differences because there are some distinctions. Just because you exercise excessively doesn't mean you have OCD. Although you could, it doesn't necessarily mean that you do. Just because you're fixated on the number on the scale doesn't mean you have OCD, right? Although you could, it doesn't necessarily mean that you do. And there are distinctions between OCD and eating disorders, according to researchers and clinicians. An article that was published in WaldenEatingDisorders.com talks about the distinction lies in the relationship that you have with your thoughts tied to your actions. 
And you can find more research on this in the International OCD Foundation. But the unique identifier is the motivating factor. The unique identifier is the motivating factor. So flat out, if you have an eating disorder, you don't necessarily view your thoughts or your behaviors as problematic to your lifestyle. In fact, you're thriving on those thoughts, that eating disorder brain, even though you are terrified and you wanna escape from it, it's also like your BFF, your friend on your shoulder, your special identity, your secret escape place. And so you don't necessarily identify with eating disorder compulsive behaviors as being problematic. Like you know that they're a problem in your life, but they're typically tied to your goals, right? Like thin equals good and your identity. Driven by this image, this false sense of self, this appearance, this desire need of what diet culture has given belief into our minds, OCD is more around that anxiety in the compulsiveness and it's not wanted anxiety. So I'm not saying that eating disorders, there's wanted anxiety. What I am saying is that when you think about your thoughts and your actions, What is the motivating factor? Is it driven by image and appearance? Or is it driven by, I just can't stop doing the thing, right? Like, is it driven by, I can't stop doing the thing because I want to generate this outcome, i.e. become thinner, so I'm purging right now? Or is it, I can't stop doing the thing out of the repetitive, unwanted, compulsive behavior? And so while control and fear are in both, right? Those are behaviors in both. You can notice slight differences. So let me give you some examples. Fear of the outcome of really what's driving the behavior from an anorexic is that when I look back on times in my life, I would literally cut up an apple like 20 times. And my motivator behind that was the compulsion to pretend to eat, or if you think about like moving food around on your plate, or doing some really weird things like eating something before something else, and all of these things, that's part of bargaining with our brain to restrict food and to avoid eating, to equate that to a motivator would be because I have fear of gaining weight or I can only eat this so that I can look like this to maintain weight, whatever that distortion is with food and image versus the feared outcome of cutting an apple the right right number of times without the underlying outcome having anything to do with the fear of gaining weight. I just, I have to cut the apple 12 times. That's how many times I cut the apple, right? So that's just kind of a very overarching example there. Another one is like throwing out dented cans in your pantry versus throwing out a can because of the ingredient label. Like, do I think a dented can is contaminated? Do I think a dented can has too many fat and carbs and it doesn't fit into my macro plan? Like what is the motivating factor, right? And you can have this coexist stuff occur. So I do wanna be mindful of that as well. However, there is distinctions and that is all tied back to the motivating factor and your relationship that you have with your thoughts and then your actions. How can you get clear when you feel like you exhibit tendencies of both of these characteristics found in obsessive compulsive disorder and eating disorders? What I have done in my personal life, because in prior life, when I was hardcore and eating disorder brain and all the behaviors and coping mechanisms that were negatively impacting my life, I did have many distinct 
things that were very compulsive that I wondered were part of OCD. Could it be both? Could it be an eating disorder? How I helped myself get more clear and identifying the differences and trying to figure out in my life, like what was the more common primary disorder, which for me was ultimately my eating disorder and my anorexia, is asking myself, so you can do these things today, ask yourself the golden questions of why and what. So why do you find yourself stuck in this never-ending cycle or in these compulsive behaviors? What is the reason why? And the second question is, what is your feared outcome? Why are you doing the thing? Why are you constantly eating the same thing every day? Why are you constantly doing something really rigid in your routine? Why are you constantly over-exercising? You do an hour on the treadmill. Like, what is the reason why you're doing that? Why are you constantly body checking? Why are you constantly weighing yourself every single day? What is the reason why you're doing that? And get really clear and present. What is the motivating factor? Is it because you have a fear around your body and your weight, and so therefore you find yourself jumping on the scale every single day? Or you find yourself cutting up the apple, or you find yourself on the treadmill for 45 minutes? Like, what is the reason that is the motivating factor? Or what is the feared outcome? Okay, so I know I shared a couple of things that I truly feel are some of the similarities And I will finish today's episode saying there has not been a ton of research between both of these disorders. In fact, I feel like we're really new to this. However, I do want to share with you that there are a couple of things that can quantify obsessive compulsive disorder eating and eating disorders. And so an individual could count the number of mouthfuls that they're chewing or pieces of food during mealtime, or maybe you are limiting portions and thus you're excessively losing more weight. Maybe you are washing your hands constantly because you're fearful of germs, but you're also fearful that if you touch something that has fat in it, like you're going to become fat. Like all of this stuff is very important to translate. And that's why I go back to what is the reason behind what you're doing? Maybe you are asking the waiter about contents of your food or you're looking at the caloric intakes of food when you're out at restaurants. But the reason behind it is because you're scared that if it has added fats or added oils or whatever it may be, that that's gonna cause weight gain versus you're terrified of like contamination with food, right? So really getting clear on what are the reasons why you find yourself stuck in these patterns of behaviors? Is that linked to your identity? Is that linked to behaviors and problems that are tied to this ultimate desire of thinness or this ultimate desire of what you believe is true and good? And all of that is based on that false sense of belief that we talk about frequently on the show. Or is it more rigorous around these specific behaviors that you find yourself doing and you feel like you can't stop doing them because out of control of needing to do it, right? And so therefore you're repeatedly like opening, shutting the fridge or you're doing certain things like organizing food in your shelf, right? But it really hasn't nothing to do with constantly counting the amount of calories or you're aiming for an exact number of steps on your Apple Watch. So it's like whatever that is for you, I just encourage you to get present with yourself and really do research for you because it's so important that when we are stuck in our own stuff, 
that we reach out and we learn as much as we can and we learn more about OCD and we get more involved in our own knowledge so that we can work with someone like a clinician that's going to be able to properly treat you, whether you have an eating disorder or you have OCD or you have both, right? And so it really is important to properly educate yourself and then also work with an individual that can help you through that treatment experience. And then I just want to say, sister, this is all about control. I encourage you today, if any of this has resonated with you, I want you to surrender that control over to your maker. I want you to surrender that control and I want you to know you are worthy and you have permission to enjoy food, you have permission to enjoy exercise, and you can do this, and you don't have to do it by yourself. I specialize in working with ladies all across the world who experience the desire for change and who want to change their life, and we partner together with my support and help through your recovery so that we can work together through personalized coaching and a plan that's gonna get you from relapsing. But sister, I just want you to know that you are so welcome here. I am so happy to have you listening to today's show. And if you love today's show, could you share it with a friend? Could you do me that solid and share it with somebody that you think could also bless them? And again, go back, ask yourself these underlying questions today. Why do you constantly find yourself stuck in the behaviors that you're in? And maybe it has nothing to do with the link and the relationship between OCD and your eating disorder, but maybe it has everything to do with you needing to create the very best version of you. And sister, that can change. That can change. It's so possible. If it's possible for me, it's possible for you. Go out, join us in our private Facebook community, Hope and Healing for Eating Disorder Recovery, and head on over to lindsaynickel.com. I want to hear from you. Submit a client application. Let's get on a chat and let's talk about your life. Let's talk about your story and let's talk about how I can help support you through your recovery journey. All right, girlfriend, I will talk to you soon. I hope you have a fantastic weekend and I will see you Monday. Bye for now. Oh friend, thank you so much for letting me share what was on my heart today. My hope for this podcast is to help more women find freedom from food and body. If this has empowered or blessed you, let me know. I'd be honored for your rating and review of my show, and I'd love to connect with you in my private Facebook community. You really can move from perfection to purpose. Let's break the chains together. I'll help navigate the way. Until next time, bye for now, girl.